I went to squat down and pee and this contraction was crazy. And I put my hand down there and between my legs and I felt his head. Welcome to Reps and Redemption, a podcast for moms who want to prioritize their health and build strength from the inside out. Hey there, mama. I know you long to find the joy in all the things homemaking and motherhood while showing your kids that you don't have to give up on yourself, your goals, or your desired quiet time with Jesus just to be a good mom. I'm your host, Ashley Harvey, former college athlete, wife, homeschooling, faith-filled homemaker, mom of four, nutrition and strength training coach. If you're ready to take control of your health, lose fat, build muscle and faith, you're in the right place. Grab that iced coffee and let's dive in. Hey there, happy Monday. We are just going to dive in today because there has been a lot that has happened in the last week. So I want to share that with you guys today and also just bear with me. It might sound a little smidge off. I'm in my closet on the floor. My desk is gone. There's a lot of birthing stuff around and yeah, I'm just kind of going with it. And this is actually one of the first episodes that I'm recording closer to the release date, which is in a day and a half. So, you know, I wanted to uh, release an episode today about, you know, scriptures, affirmations for birth, and because it is the due date of my baby boy. However, (laughs) God and baby boy had different plans because he is already here. And he was born uh, this past Friday, a week ago, actually, uh, eight days ago, on July 7th. And that's what this episode is going to be about. I'm going to just, you know, share with you some highlights, a few lowlights, just how everything happened. I made a few notes, rather, uh, outline um, in regards to just kind of help me stay on track and just share Uh, the birth story of my beautiful baby boy who is sleeping in his bassinet right next to my bed as I speak to you and the rest of the family is at the gym. So let's get to it. Also, um, I do think that this episode is timely because Reps and Redemption today actually hit 5,000 downloads and I just want to thank you for listening to the show. And if there's anything that you really want me to talk about, or if you would like to come on the show and talk about anything related to faith, fitness, health, birth stories, you know, go ahead and email me at repsandredemption at gmail.com. I'd love to discuss further what you have in mind. And make sure you check out the show notes now and get on the email list because I will be sending monthly updates, podcast roundups. Uh, workouts, recipes, things like that. And especially once I get in the groove with my little man here. So let me jump into kind of how all of this happened. So last week, um, we actually uh, kind of to tie in with the birth of another child. um, We went car shopping, we've been car vehicle exploring and shopping for several months now. Um, We've actually saved for this particular car for probably six years. And um, we knew we were gonna buy used, we knew we wanted more space, and there was a lot of options, and then lots of them fell through and did not work out for us, or it was like sold out from under us. 
something like that happened. And so on July 3rd, I became a minivan mom, which I am super excited about. I love it. It's a 2014 Honda Odyssey. So it's six years newer than my last car, which is amazing. And um, Sally, who had it before me, I don't know anything else about her except her name is Sally, took very good care of this vehicle. Um, it, it was, it's just perfect for our family. It's got lower mileage than most, and <clears throat> we weren't going to do a minivan, but <laughs> lo and behold, here we are, and I cannot wait to load my people up in it and get going. I've driven it a few times, but three days later, my baby boy was born. So I I really think that it's kind of funny how things work like that. And if you drive a minivan, <laughs> let me know. Tell me, tell me your hacks, because after we got it, I was watching like all the hacks on YouTube of minivan mom hacks and how to organize your minivan and best snacks for the minivan to not make a mess and just things like that. So if you have any tips and tricks, I'd love to hear them. Okay, so I'm going to jump in to the, my birth story of my second home birth that happened eight days ago now. And, you know, I think just thinking about it now, it, it just kind of all makes sense. But I wanted to outline just the story of how it all went down. <laughs> so Thursday, um, this is Thursday, July 6th before Friday, obviously. And um, I really was not feeling well. I I just did not feel like myself. I felt foggy. It kind of felt like the flu. I did throw up like one time. All I wanted to do is sleep. And I asked my husband to come home early so he could come home, watch the little one. The six-year-old is, my six-year-old is very self-sufficient, but she loves company. So you know, to just sit with them and <clears throat> play with them or, you know, get them dinner and all that. And so I went to bed really early Thursday night. I'm talking like 6.30, but I had a really hard time sleeping. And I probably fell asleep probably around 2 in the morning, you know. And, and being in the third trimester, you're, you're just uncomfortable at this point. Like, at least I am. I'm not – I it, pregnancy is not easy on my body. It's not super difficult, but it's not like – a walk in the park and it's you know my back hurt my side everything so I you know finally fell asleep probably two three in the morning I did feel some men like menstrual like cramps but that's kind of normal towards the end anyways so I didn't really think anything of it and the next day I still felt like flu like like I threw up in the morning I was so tired I and I didn't know like um, if I was getting sick, cause I, I really don't get sick very often, but it felt like it. So I told my midwife and she, you know, advised me, uh, you know, to double vitamin C, elderberry, certain things like that, get some rest. And I took a long nap from like 11 AM to like 3 PM. And my husband, uh, thankfully stayed home. Uh, however, I did have an errand to get our new minivan checked out by, our awesome uh, mechanic, but he's about 40 minutes away. And he, he did that errand for me. And since he took off, he took the, our six-year-old with him. And then my one-year-old stayed with me and my oldest. And my oldest really helped out on Friday because I was like, I just need to go to sleep. 
So they played and had a good time and some quality time together. And I went to sleep, which is super, super rare. And I actually did sleep for a couple hours. And when I woke up, I did feel kind of, I felt better, but I did feel cramps. I felt just kind of dragging. And now I, I still don't really know if I was, you know, coming down with something. It felt like it. Or if it was my body just really shutting everything down and reserving resources for the upcoming inevitable. So really around 5 o'clock, 5.30, I kept having cramps, just like period-like cramps. And I was like, I don't know. And and even my midwife was like, I think you're dehydrated because you've been sick. Like you you have flu-like symptoms. So... We both kind of thought nothing of it, but come 6 o'clock, 6.30, I did tell my husband, because he was going to do one more errand after the the car, I was like, no, just come home, because this is getting a little bit intense, and I was outside with my oldest, and my oldest, (laughs) Chloe, she was like, are you sure you're not in labor? (laughs) And I think it was just kind of confusing, because I hadn't felt great the last, you know, 36 hours. So I was kind of dismissing it, like, no, I don't think so. Um, but then again, I was sitting outside, and I was like, well, maybe. Because when my mom and sister were visiting the weekend before, my sister was like, oh, I want you, I want you to have it while I'm here. I want you to have the baby while I'm here. And I said, I don't think I'm going to have it, the baby, um, my baby boy, while you're here. Because I felt in my spirit when I don't remember what I asked the Lord I don't remember what I prayed, just like about when will he be here, something like that. And in my spirit, I f- it, it was July 7th. And it dawned on me when I was sitting outside, like, oh my gosh, it's July 7th. And I was like, but it's almost six o'clock. Like, I mean, I guess, you know, anything is possible, right? Because the babies do come at night, really, too. So, and, you know, for months I've had <laughs> I've had prayer requests of praying for me for a swift labor, you know, a smooth home birth and all of the things. And um, around when my husband got home, uh, you know, we had something set up. I was able to just pull out the the water birthing tub and pull it, put it on the carpet. Like I've covered the carpet up. Like I was still like capable of moving around and like I was getting a few things ready and I didn't feel completely ready um but in hindsight does it really matter my midwife even said does it really matter if your laundry is put away like if you're going into labor you're going to the labor what are you going to do about it you know like there's always laundry to do basically so I I was you know preparing a little bit and then probably I would say around seven o'clock that's when okay these are getting a little bit more like this is not dehydration this is this is something and I put on my Christian hypnobirthing app that you know it's she's got a very soothing voice I think her name is Tara and uh, and she you know speaks life and scripture and talks about how God created our body to do this, how to relax. So I was starting to really process the fact that, okay, you know what? This, in fact, is labor. This, in fact, is this boy is coming. And I have, you know, had my own 
I guess, fear, not, I wouldn't say fear, maybe anxiety of the intensity of it. I don't want to call it pain, but it is inevitable that there is intense moments. Um, you are opening, you know, <laughs> you are birthing a child and I just wanted it to be as fast as possible. So I switched from, you know, being in like lying on my bed in a comfortable position to, okay, I felt like getting in the bathtub. So my husband helped me do that. And, um, I'd have one and then, you know, f you know, the contractions would be, they started seven minutes apart to five minutes, four minutes, three minutes. And he, ke he kept timing them. And, um, I was like, yeah, I think it was kind of inevitable. Like you, you don't have to time it now, really. Like I'm in the bathtub and they're like just waves. And it wasn't that comfortable sitting on my butt in the bathtub, like experiencing a contraction. So then I got out after like 20 minutes, maybe like six contractions. And then <clears throat> I came into uh, my bat, my bedroom and like did some on the ball and just tried to relax. Or I was trying to remember to relax my hands, my jaw, just really and and I would say things that she would say on the app like I accept this I I'm not fighting this I welcome this I'm about to meet my baby and I mean it is work they call it's called labor for a reason <laughs> but you know I my um while I was in the bathtub my husband called my midwife and she's like let me hear let me hear her during you know one of the contractions so she listened and then she was like, okay, well, I'm going to head over. <laughs> and she was here in no time, felt like it. And I was on the birthing ball at this point, right next to my bed, actually right where my last um, child, my, uh, my Annie was born. I was in that position, but just leaning on the ball and like on the bed. And she'd come and push on my hips, which felt amazing. And <clears throat> it was getting more and more. Um, intense and I just pictured okay all of these are good and and even you know my midwife is very quiet um, but she would say these are good that's one less you have to do one less you know and I loved that because you you feel like you're getting closer and I don't remember what time it was but I said you know when should I get in in the pool and to have you know the water birth and she was like, whenever you want, maybe you want to go pee first, <laughs> unless you want to pee in there, that's fine. And I was like, I'll go pee. But, you know, I was like, these were close contractions. And I started to squat down to pee because I had like my bir like little birthing dress on with my bra. Um, but it was it's like a sports bra. But I went to squat down and pee. And this contraction was crazy. And I put my hand down there and between my legs and I felt his head. So I was like, oh my God, his head is right here. And she was like, okay, you can get in the water if you want. Cause his head wasn't out. It was just like the tippy top. And I was like, okay. Like, and at this point I didn't feel any pain, any, any labor, any contraction. And I was like, let me get this baby out. Well, the next, I would say probably 12 minutes were the most intense because at this point now his head his shoulders knees toes his whole body needs to pass through me <laughs> to get out and I, I remember asking Alex before I went to the bathroom what time it was 
he said 844 or 845. And then just right then, same thing kind of with the July 7th moment. Um, it just, in my spirit, was like, he'll be here before 930. And after some intense uh, pushing and blowing, because I said, it burns, it burns. <laughs> and my midwife said, blow the baby out, blow the baby out. And so when it burns, instead of, you know, I am a little bit loud. I'm a little bit loud of a laborer. I try not to be, I want to be so quiet, not make a sound. It's just not the way <laughs> the cookie crumbles for me. I am like, <laughs> and I try to do the low noises because it's better on your, on moving the baby through instead of high noises. But I, I was just like hearing the affirmations, hearing the scripture, my husband's there. My midwife was there, and it was basically just the three of us, unless my six-year-old and my eldest came in, and they would come in once in a while, but when it got really intense, they didn't, <laughs> which is fine, um, and I swear, I I was so loud, I thought I was going to wake up my one-year-old, and I was like, oh, no, please, and my husband said at that last push, he was like, I, I bet she's going to wake up, because <laughs> I, I, I suppose I was quite loud were vocal, but I was just remembering, you know, trying to hear these affirmations and then just remembering, like, he's almost here. I got this. I can do this. And, you know, instead of towards the end when it burns, like, <sighs> like breathing out through parted lips to help push baby through the birth canal out of me. And then as soon as he was here, and he was into the water, like sweet release. And I heard Katrina, my, my midwife, say, get your baby, get your baby. So I got him and I put him on me and I leaned back and I was like, oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. <laughs> Both times, actually, my last home birth with Ananiah and this time around, my husband wasn't home yet. And I, you know, just for some reason, I'm just like, come home. <laughs> I need you. And, and he comes and <laughs> he's, he gets home and we are a team and he really, honestly, just his presence alone, he doesn't even have to say anything, um, but he encourages me. And like I said, he was, you know, timing the contractions and texting, uh, my midwife, our midwife and letting her know what was going on. And I just love that you know how supportive he has been throughout each pregnancy and especially with these home births and just having him there is is definitely a rock for me and I steady out I guess if that makes sense I don't think I could do it if he wasn't who he is honestly and um Micaiah came out you know and and there's that lull of the release of all that pressure and that intensity you know, and it was just us, the two of us, and we're just looking at our, our son, and and it was quiet, and the I had Christmas lights plugged in. Like, it was just such a sweet, holy moment, and I'm really grateful for that, and that's probably one of my favorite parts of the entire experience is just I'm leaning back in the pool, and he's right behind me, and Alex gave me a kiss, and we're looking at our baby boy, and we're just like, wow, this is incredible. And it was 9.16 p.m. And mind you, it all started 
really around 7.30 pretty intensely. And that was an answered prayer. It was swift. <laughs> Thank you, God. But it was also quite intense and beautiful. Um, I loved holding him on me in the water um, because after that, you know, you you wait about 20, 30 minutes to birth the placenta. I could have gotten out, but I am kind of a clean freak. And I, I was like, well, since I'm in there, <laughs> since I'm in here, let me just do it in here and keep like the mess <laughs> like together. So um, that's what we did. And um, I was holding him and you know, I'm kind of covered because I had my like little sports bra on. I didn't have anything on the bottom. Obviously, you can't. And um, once we had some moments with the, our little man, he, <laughs> Alex, went and got the girls and they got to see their their brother fresh from heaven, just, you know, covered in, uh, what is it called? I can't, it's on the tip of my tongue. The white that's all over them, you know, when they come out. And it's just really a special moment I had Christmas lights up so it was like low light it was very quiet the the affirmations were on very quiet so I couldn't really hear them in my intense moments but I heard them now and it was just beautiful and wow I can't believe it so July 17th was the due date so as you can as you can gather a due date is a guesstimate or a guess date. It is not a make or break type thing. And I knew that I knew that he was going to come earlier than 40 weeks. I just, my body felt ready. And there's a couple of things that I wish I would have maybe, uh, I don't know, I guess lessons learned uh, type thing, but I wish I would have been a little bit more prepared, like housewise. But again, like even if I was, I probably would have said I probably would say the same thing still. But it was laundry day for towels on Thursday when I didn't feel good, so we barely had any towels, <laughs> like to rub the boy off and to for me to get out of the pool. So just little things like that. But also the afterbirth of my third vaginal delivery, second home birth was, this was a lot more intense than the afterbirth with my other two. So I just heard someone talk about how warm drinks only, and then like a heating pad on their abdomen, um, which I did do the heating pad and I did feel my uterus contract and like shrink down. So that was really good. Um, there was gosh, just so many little things that, um, let me check my notes here because I wanted to share just how amazing having my little one at home is. I, I know um, it can be scary when you think about like all the what ifs and things like that. Um, but also uh, for the most part, it's, I mean, birth is normal. It's a normal thing that God created and I can't believe how swift this birth really was. I feel like I've been kind of in a daze because there's been some other things that have happened since. But um the you know the newborn sweet snuggles that we've had since he's been here. Oh I just love it. I love smelling his head. I hear him stirring a little bit now so 
I'm going to have to um, end this in a few minutes. But yeah, I would say like plan if you're having, you know, your second, third or fourth, I mean, even your first, but the afterbirth pains are kind of rough and you're holding a baby. And if you have other kids, oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's different. It's different for sure. So I wish I would have had a little bit more handle on that. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I've shared before my struggles with breastfeeding and my breastfeeding journeys with my other two. So I won't go into too much detail. It's still kind of fresh and, you know, I'm postpartum healing and I don't want to get like super emotional, but it is not going to happen for me again. And, uh, okay, I'm okay. <laughs> it's just an emotional topic for me, mainly because I think it's because um, two reasons. It is, uh, it was absolutely <laughs> incredibly painful. Um, once I, you know, I tried, I, I bought a certain breastfeeding course. I did the golden hours. I did skin to skin. I tried latching, all these things, pumping, all, all the things that you do. And <clears throat> I've done things people have never heard of. I'll just put it that way. And uh, my problem was transfer which was kind of the issue with Annie my last but I was able to squeeze milk out on the sides but the milk would actually come out of the ducts not my nipple so there's that um and I could only squeeze it out I couldn't pump it out so with this one with this little man I couldn't get the milk out at all and let me tell you I tried <laughs> and you know a lot of people will say we'll give it a couple days there's no way I could function a couple more days with the, like, my body would make the milk. It's there, but it's transferring it out. Um, and I knew I had a transfer issue with my last baby, and it could be the, you know, the grade three inversion that I have. It could be that. It could be that. God knows I'm going to be a better bottle feeder. I'm not sure. I have to trust him. Uh, I am the clay. He's the potter. So, and I think like, you know, that's of course the most, one of the most upsetting things is kind of selfish, but it hurts so bad. So after trial and error and trying to get it out several different ways between pump and expressing massage, um, uh, some things my, like my husband helped me like try to get it out as well. We were just, just kind of beside ourselves with, you know, and I had a plan. I knew if it wasn't going to work, I, I knew what I was going to do. But I didn't, I didn't know that, like, I guess I just didn't think that my body would still make the milk and I couldn't get it out. So then I had to go down the process of telling my body not to make it anymore. Um, and that was, uh, you know, it's been a week, um, but it was several days of doing certain things that make me really foggy, hazy, um, kind of full, like anxiety. Um, I mean, a lot, most of it is all natural and holistic. One thing was not, but, um, I have to tell my body to not make it. So, you know, it's kind of sad. Um, but at the same time, my baby boy is super healthy and, um, 
And also the other part of it, the number two thing is I really want to, I would love to be able to breastfeed, but you know, um, God knows best and, and I'm just going to forget the rest. That's <laughs> basically where I'm at with that. And, uh, and you know, there's no, some people choose not to for whatever reason. And, and I chose to, um, you know, I gave it, I gave it a good bit of effort to get it going and uh, it was just it came to the point where it was unbearable um so I had to make the decision uh (laughs) to to stop uh milk production and I am blessed because I have some donor milk um from my last baby from my sister-in-law so my little guy has been having breast milk too and so thank you sis thank you Heather never forget that with my last baby and home birth, she, because I thought she was latching and transferring the milk, she lost 20%, which as you know, 10% or less is okay. But over that can be very dangerous. And I knew that my husband and I were both in 110% agreement. We knew we were not going to let that happen. So if it was formula, it's formula. If it's donor milk, if it's both, it didn't matter. We were feeding our baby. So um, you know, it, it, you got to weigh the pros and cons, you know, if, if, uh, depending on what place you're in, you know, and if you're anything like me, like you really want to, and some things come up, it's in my, in my opinion, not worth, um, the health of the newborn baby. They just need to eat <laughs> and they just need to be snuggled. And so I knew that I wasn't going to take those chances again and that he was going to eat the moment he came out and, or, you know, within the first three hours. And I, you know, even though I latched him and I thought things were going to work and I I was very hopeful, my, my midwife, who is also my friend, Katrina, um, she, you know, I had expressed to her, you know, what if nothing is, is coming out kind of like with Annie, because she was present for Annie's birth as well. And she knew my, my challenges with Annie and, and breastfeeding as well. And she said, um, would you, want some of my milk because she has a six month old. And I was like, uh, yeah. So (laughs) she, before she left after she, you know, was our midwife here for our, the birth of our baby boy, she hand pumped like three or four ounces of milk. And she said, just give it to him on a spoon, a little spoon or syringe. And that way you can know that he has had milk in case the same things are happening that happened last time. And I'm like, now I think about it and I look back, I'm like, wow, (laughs) what an incredible midwife, right? Like here, you know, here, like she got here right away. She didn't wait around. Like, you know, she was quiet and present with us, like reassuring me. Um, but not very, you know, it was just, it, it felt like a very holy moment. It wasn't interrupted all the time. And, and then she was like, oh, and here's some milk, <laughs> from <laughs> fresh breast milk for your baby. Like, wow, that's, now I'm just so thankful to all these people that have cared for me and all my babies. Um, and so I'm trying to think of anything else that, you know, I wish I would have had ready. I, I maybe just be a little bit more mentally prepared for things not to go exactly the way that you have hoped. And I think I was, I do. I I just, I don't know. I think even if you are, you might 
still feel like hopeful and, and sad when something doesn't really go the way that you hope and pray. But at the same time, the Lord told me when he was going to be born, July 7th, uh, he was going to be here before 930. He was born at 916 at p.m. Um, I prayed for a swift birth. Everyone was praying for me. When I text my mom and sister, I was like, yeah, it's starting. Um, they were praying for me. My parents' Bible group was p- praying for me. Like, And some prayers get answered and some don't. And I think that's kind of maybe what I'm struggling with right now is like, well, why? If I want to feed my baby myself so bad and my last two babies, like, what is it? And you know what? It's like, I feel like God has said to me several times or shown me, you know, through reading his word, like, do I have to know the answer? And I think sometimes we, we think we deserve the answer or we should know the answer. And we might not ever on this side of eternity and or on this side of the other side of eternity, the earthly side. We might not when we get there. So I need to be okay with that. And let's see, uh, I can compare it to birthing at the hospital, which is absolutely night and day. You're in the comfort of your own home. You know, like I have been working to make my home the most comfortable place I know. I got a long way to go because I just started in the last two years or so really enjoying homemaking aspects of taking care of things, not just cleaning to clean, not just baking to eat, but just the process of caring for the home and for my family. And what better place to just then have your baby and lounge in bed And also, I've heard great things about birthing centers, too. So, you know, maybe consider that and with you and your spouse. And sometimes, you know, we had a transfer plan in case anything went wrong if I needed to go to the hospital. But I did hear that um, recently, someone shared it on, on their show, that the first intervention of birth is getting in the car, And I remember getting in the car with my first and oh my gosh, the contractions and being in the car were not fun. (laughs) So maybe avoid that by going early (laughs) if you can. But other than that, um, I have a sweet baby boy now and I am not only a girl mom, And if you join the show early on in the show days, um, before 5,000 downloads, yay, um, this show was called Raise Her Well, and I was led to changing it up a little bit, but we still talk about how important it is for us as moms to take care of our home, take care of our body, our health, and our faith, our walk with the Lord, so that our children will do the same. And now I have a little boy to show. <laughs> like, how am I going to raise a boy? Let me tell you his name. His name is Micaiah George. And if you are interested in where we got the name, it's in 1 Kings verse 22. Let me, let me uh, double check that just so I, I'm not sending you to the wrong place. But it's 1 Kings 22, yeah. And uh, the story of uh, the prophet Micaiah is right there. But we we actually had his name 
a lot earlier um, than we had the other two that uh, we we didn't have their name for days. So this this is a first really um, to have it, you know, <laughs> to have his name ready and and there. Um, but I, I would, you know, go ahead and read part at least the first part of First Kings 22 and you'll understand the story. But his name means who is like the Lord. And let me tell you who is like the Lord. Absolutely no one and nothing. No one and nothing compare to our God. And that is what my little boy's name means. (laughs) And I absolutely love it. And I hope that this episode encourages you. I hope that if you're thinking of a home birth, go ahead and email me any questions you might have. The next few episodes... (laughs) that I have coming out. I'm actually still pregnant because I was working in advance. And so if you hear them, just keep in mind, I normally batch record and I work in advance. And especially with trying to take a few weeks off from this show. Um, But I'm actually really excited to answer some questions that I've gotten. And then also talk about my postpartum recovery journey and make sure you check out the show notes and sign up for the email list. And I'm going to have a lot of things coming out, especially once I figure out how to send it. That's very um, reader friendly and like super easy and digestible and like quick. Because <laughs> let's face it, we're moms. We don't have a ton of time. We want to be snuggling our babies and playing outside, at least when it's not too hot <laughs> for me. <laughs> So I hope that this has helped you um, and, and encouraged you. If you have any questions, just email me. And uh, yeah, I, I uh, hope that you enjoyed my birth story. It was intense. It was holy. It was unworldly, <laughs> let me just say. And my little man is here. So the next episode, I will be talking about being more present and things I got rid of. Um, and that was for a couple of weeks and now I'm going back and forth with, I've had a question, like I tried messaging you on Instagram. Um, it's just things like that. A lot of the other people I listen to keep their DMs open. So I'm just kind of wrestling with if I should get back on Instagram, keep Facebook. I can't keep all this stuff. It's just too much. And, and you'll see why in the next episode, I just can't have it. (laughs) So I need to pick one. And just if you have a preference, uh, why don't you go ahead and and email me and let me know where you like to spend a few minutes a day. (laughs) And we'll see. Um, I'll try to compare and contrast because I think they both have their their, uh, pros and cons. So anyways, have a blessed week. And if you are close to your due date and you heard me talking about the Christian uh, hypnobirthing app, I'll link it in the show notes if I can. It's an app. I've never linked an app before. Um, And then also, if by chance you're, because it is is 20, I think it's $20, um, and then you have the app for life. um, But uh, if, if by chance, you know, you're not able to get it, just message me. I'd love to gift it to you and, and bless you with that. It, it really has blessed me and helped me work through some anxiety and fear that I had with um, going through the natural birthing process again. So go ahead and do that. And until next time.
If this episode inspired you, will you share with a friend? I would be so grateful if you would leave a podcast review on your listening app of choice. Remember, the content provided in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please seek the advice of your qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical or health condition. Remember, be bold, mama, and live well. Until next time.